Hello and welcome to this new CM Medical series, The Digital Health Digest. I'm today's host, James Moore, and my focus here at CM Medical is the digital health market with a special interest in mental health. In today's episode, I speak with Eloise Bell, who's head of people and culture at Mind Leads, who focus on promoting positive mental health and well-being and provides help and support to those who need it most. If you're interested in digital health technology, mental health, or eager to hear insight from an esteemed leader in that space, then be sure to have a listen. Here it is and hope you enjoy. I'm joined by Eloise Bell from Leeds Mind. Great to have you on the podcast. How are you, Eloise? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And uh, I think just to give some introduction, um, myself work in the mental health area, um, have been connecting and working with with Leeds Mind as, as they grow um, a mental health charity here in Leeds. But would be good to tell, you know, for you to tell us a little bit more about your role and what Leeds Mind does, Eloise. Yeah, of course. So I am the head of people and culture at Mind in Leeds. So Leeds Mind is an independent charity that is affiliated and federated to National Mind, the big brand that everybody's heard of. And we have around 160 staff and volunteers working with us to support the people of Leeds. Um, We have services um, that look after a whole wide range of um, different mental health difficulties. So we have everything from our very own in-house counselling service. Um, We have social prescribing, which is um, a really amazing service that's quite new to mental health support um, nationally. Um, we have peer support, so we do a lot with groups, so um, allowing people to go in and um, talk to like pe- like-minded people who have shared lived experiences. Um, and we also have Workplace Leads, so Workplace Leads is an amazing service, that's probably our biggest service. And we do a lot of employment coaching, so helping people with lived experience of mental health, um, people that have, you know, um, ongoing mental health difficulties to remain in work. So working with their employers to keep them in work and to keep them well whilst they're there. So that's what we do. My role, I look after everything to do with um, the conditions for good work at Leeds Mind. So everything from well-being of our staff and volunteers, training, all of the traditional HR stuff, but also looking at things like um, equality and diversity. So how do we make sure that our workforce represents the community that we serve in the city of Leeds? Yeah, no, that's great. And I think with mental health, I suppose, problems being on the rise, mind have been there a long time and doing such great work in Leeds. But what I learned is that every, I suppose, mind is separate from the national mind thing. So it'd be good to maybe speak on that, how the different, I think people when they do, I don't know, a marathon or whatever, for for mind, they think it's going wherever. I think it'd be useful to tell people, especially in Leeds, maybe keep it focused to Leeds mind if you want to help out this one, for example. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, as I said earlier, each local branch of mind is its own independent charity. So we have our own board of trustees. We are completely separate from national mind in terms of our finances, our governance, our structures. Um, we are, it's, I kind of liken it to a bit like a franchise. So we pay um, a small sort of membership fee towards National Mind to be affiliated with the National Mind brand. In return for doing that, we got all of the structure and support services that being part of a national brand does provide. Um, but there's also funding and grants and stuff that come from National Mind. So there's really great, um, it's a great position to be in because it means we have our own local independence, but we actually get that national support. 
Um, and as you said, um, we've been around for a long time. It's actually our 50th anniversary this year. And I was just talking to you about, um, we're kind of arranging staff and volunteer events. We've got a ball going on in a few weeks in um, Leeds. So that's kind of how it works. And actually, like you say, it's really, really great if people who want to raise funds for charities can actually look at um, whether or not there is a local section of that charity or a local branch of that charity because actually then you know that those funds because usually people are wanting to raise that money aren't they for their local area or for a specific venue that they you know that has impacted them or their lives or their family so actually it's really good to have a look at that before you go away and just sign up to like you know national charities not you know we love our national charities um but the money goes really far locally yeah no no that's really good to hear and i suppose we'll be interested here and obviously you know, people wondering how this came about. I think I reached out to Eloise probably a few months ago on the idea of, you know, working with a mental health charity um, and having Leeds Mind here. It was kind of a no-brainer from our side, but would be good to hear maybe how can Child Tomorrow's best help Leeds Mind as you guys continue to grow and the things maybe I and, and we can do and maybe a bit what you think about the relationship potentially we could have. Mm. So, um the way that we can work together I've really enjoyed so far. Um, obviously as a charity in terms of central resources and central costs we are really restricted because we want all of the money that comes into the charity to go towards the services. So as a kind of people and culture HR professional I'm really restricted as to what I can do and the tools that I have at my disposal. So actually partnering with you um, as a um, recruiter you have access to people, resources and tools that I just don't have and skills that I don't have within my team and I can't unfortunately afford to buy. So it's really amazing that you're able to offer us that help and just a little bit of a helping hand along the way because actually that has a great impact on, on the actual work that I'm able to do with those restrictions. Um, also, obviously, you know, the publicity that you're able to provide is absolutely amazing. So, you know, I, I think I looked on your LinkedIn, you've got a lot of followers yeah. on your company LinkedIn. So obviously anything you can do to raise awareness of the work that we're doing or the roles that we're recruiting for, that also obviously really, really helps us out as well. So thank you. Yeah, no, no, you're welcome. And I think working with a company like this who are doing stuff in the Leeds area, I know Child Tomorrow's being a Leeds based company is something we, we work with companies all over the world and we've discussed the whole America thing. Mm. That's where so much, you know, of the business, especially in my market of the digital health sector, to be able to do something local, speak with local people, have people come in, even just then when we were looking, you know, mind looking to hire a new CEO, looking at people in Leeds, mm. seems a lot more real for, for mm. us to work with. So it's really good. Um, and I think the main part of, of this conversation, which I think we wanted to go through was your expertise, where you can help us as a company but also the wider area of you know just generally is would be really useful to share some mental health tips for people in the workplace i think there's records high of people receiving stress anxiety mental health problems from work so maybe some things you've seen would be really interested to hear mm -hmm. so um at leeds mind we have around i think it's 60 60 to 70 percent of our staff self-report as having lived experience of mental health um, so obviously supporting people with mental health in the workplace is something that I hugely care and passionate about and spend a lot of time working on. Um, some of the things that I'm doing at the moment or some of the things that I'm working on is just about, um, a lot of it is about reducing stigma. So we know that within the mental health space, a lot of the problems arise because people don't feel that they can talk. So actually in terms of workplaces, creating those conditions to reduce that stigma, it's about actually having those conversations. 
So one of the things I'm doing at the moment is just really looking at, um, obviously we're all sort of living through the great resignation. I think we're still living through it anyway. I know Leeds mind are. Um, so it's about actually, you know, how do we, when we're recruiting people, which we're doing a lot of at the minute, is how do we allow them to see that Leeds mind is a safe space for them if they have, you know, mental health conditions, if they have a history of mental illness even. Um, how do we create those conditions? How do we open up those conversations? How do we reduce that stigma? So one of the things I'm doing at the moment is I'm redeveloping our um, offer checklist for managers to use when they're offering a role so that they're actually talking to those people when they're offering them a job to say, okay, you know, Leeds Mind, we actually actively encourage people with lived experience and mental health. Do you have any physical or mental health support needs that we can support you with? Would you like a buddy? What are you worried about? What um we have a wellness action plan um which is a sort of template about how to keep people well at work and what their triggers are and what they find difficult so you know it's about offering those things from day one because actually those are the really important things that reduce that stigma and hope that have help those conversations to happen basically so those would be my top tips for people sort of managing within organizations mm -hmm. Um, if you are thinking about your own sort of mental health and your own well-being at work, um, there is a really great positive psychology um, acronym that I personally really love and find um, really useful for myself. It was created by a gentleman called Dr. Martin Seligman, who's known as the father of positive psychology. And right. the acronym is known as PERMA. And what that basically stands for is... Um, Perma is for positive emotions. So when you're at work, are you feeling those positive emotions? Do you get a sense of joy from the work that you do? Can you have a laugh with your colleagues at work? Do you get that social side of it if that's what you crave? So whatever those positive emotions are, whether that's joy, whether that's um, fun, whether that's happiness, whether that's contentment, are you getting those on a regular basis? And if not, why? How can you make those happen? You know, and I think the controversial thing is that there's a lot of um, discussion and debate out there at the moment about remote working. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have conversations with people all the time where actually remote working isn't working for them in terms of feeling those positive emotions because they're disconnected. Yeah. So the P of PERMA is positive emotions. The E is engagement. So are you really engaged in the work that you do? Are you quietly quitting as yeah. we talked about this morning? <laughs> yeah. Have you completely switched off? Are you disengaged or are you engaged? Do you enjoy the work that you do? Are you... Um, feeling that you can uh, use your strengths at work? Do you feel content in that, you know, you're actually getting stuff done? The next one is relationships. So do you have relationships at work? So one of the things I'm doing is um, relaunching our buddy system at work, because actually what we've noticed is that we, we're not sure that people are getting that sort of safe space and that ally when they start to work for us. And when you've got such a high proportion of people who have lived experience of mental health, Actually, it's really important for them to have that ally when they start. Yeah. So do you have those relationships? Do you have someone you can trust? Um, then the M is meaningful. So is the work that you're doing, does it have meaning and purpose? Does it fulfill that kind of need for you and what you're wanting to achieve with your life? So for me, I used to work in corporate HR and I actually quit the corporate sector a few years ago because of my own sort of lived experience of mental health. Um, and so actually for me, it was about how do I utilize my skills in a way that is congruent with what is really meaningful for me so are you fulfilling your meaning yeah. and purpose and then lastly achievement so do you feel a sense of success can you see that what you're doing is working are you able to tick things off your list do you feel like you're treading water and you're not really getting anywhere or do you feel like you're actually you know making some steps forward yeah. 
So I think those ones are really good questions for anybody to sort of ask themselves. Uh, uh, is my work providing me what I need as a person to remain well? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think part of that is, I think especially, you know, with the resignation side of things or going from the, you know, the corporate world, like you were in probably the, the courage that it takes to be able to go somewhere where, you know, it is the big corporate, the normal thing, and probably where you're at with, you know, mind where it's a bit more meaningful, the mm -hmm. work, the work that you can do and maybe encouraging people more to, to take that leap. Obviously, you know, the opportunity needs to be there, but I think it's something really interesting on that acronym as well, getting the balance of, of, of all these different mm -hmm. things. But I know from speaking with you, it's, you know, working for, for Mind is something you obviously really enjoy doing and very passionate about, you know, having seen the the development of, of Mind and, and the things you guys are looking to do, you know, speaking with the team, where do you guys see Mind over the next few years or really want to, keep on growing from mm -hmm. your side and the main mission that you have in Leeds area? Yeah. So um, obviously the recent pandemic, which yeah. is, you know, still very much a thing, um, that has had a huge impact on the work that we do. Um, we've just, um, and the way that we do it, we've just launched recently our new strategy. So for us, it's about, we know that we've got some services that do really amazing work, but it's more about the mechanisms of how we do that work and then the reach that we do it. So is there a way that we can provide work in um, or services in a slightly different way? So more online work, you yeah. know, rather than just everything being face to face in a little counselling room as it would have been, you know, five years ago. So we've got a lot of um, plans around diversifying the methods of the way that we do that mental health support work. But then also for us, we still know that there are huge populations within the city that we are not reaching. Yeah. So we still know that there are people that have um, higher proportions of mental health difficulties, um, you know, deprived areas, um, underrepresented groups, um, different populations within the city that we know we need to reach more of because we know that the need is there. Yeah. So it's about us. It's about, okay, so we know that, you know, in kind of the corporate speak, we know we've got the products. Yeah. We know the products work well, but it's actually how do we reach more communities that we know need us that for a lot of those communities, the stigma is still there. They yeah. don't look for help with their mental health um you know we know that populations of men between the ages of 40 and 50 have the highest rates of suicide so actually it's about how do we get to those people because typically in the past they weren't asking for help as much yeah. so it's more about growing our reach diversifying the way that we work um working with more employers yeah. um to actually provide them with mental health support for their staff as well yeah yeah no no that's that that's really great and i think like you say it's just making sure the reach goes further and further out because i know a lot of what you do is kind of employer to employer work mm -hmm. and making sure even people you know like you said it's the underprivileged people who might not be in work so don't yeah. have an employer who's going to offer that yeah. that mental health and obviously we've spoken about the the mental health side of things um in the workplace but you know mind work all across the area of helping people across leads. Yeah. so that's really interesting and i think one thing you know i wanted to speak on as well as as maybe you know working with mind and what charlton morris can do with mind is the way that companies can maybe help charities mm -hmm. like like what potentially we're doing here and what we can, can you continue to do and what you said earlier to me was about people actually using their skills and services i think would be really useful for just general companies to know not just helping mine but helping any charities you made some really good points so it would be good to, to touch mm. on that yeah so um I, i'm 
I used to work for corporates, you know, I know what it's like, you know, one of the benefits, you get two days every year <laughs> to go and do your CSR. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously that's hugely beneficial in the right context and at the right time. Um, and we are very fortunate that we do get companies coming to us and saying like, we really want to help, you yeah. know? And it's like, okay, well, can you come and decorate the- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go and decorate the kitchen or do the garden up or whatever. Um, but actually for us and something that I've thought about a lot, you know, both personally and professionally is about how can we, how can we as individuals you know, in terms of fulfilling that meaning and purpose is like actually financially, you might not be able to go and work in the charity sector because the pay is lower, unfortunately. But actually there are ways that you can provide those skills. So actually thinking through as an individual or as an employer, what do we offer as a service and how can we actually support charities to do that? So for instance, you're using your recruiting skills um, and the tools that you have at your disposal to support us. Um, you know, is there some work that you can do? Can you carve out a couple of hours of your time every week to go and provide those skills for a charity? Because that adds so much value where they do have such tight central budgets. We just can't afford the bells and whistles because the money goes straight into the services. So definitely thinking through if you are an employee or, or an owner or a manager of a business, like actually what do my people do that could contribute to that greater good in a very, you know, sort of, time short manner yeah. really a couple of hours a month even is better than nothing or what tools do i have that i could actually provide for a charity to utilize to support those communities out there yeah no when you said that to me it just it just makes sense doesn't it people instead of you know say a group of lawyers or whatever coming and offering to i don't know clean for, for you for your guys office it doesn't make sense but if there's i don't know some legal work they can do or any yeah. kind of things like that just makes so much more sense. So I think that's really helpful. Yeah, and one of the, you know, one of the other big things actually that all charities need is trustees. Yeah. So, um, you know, thinking about actually, you know, like people sort of, I think in this country, people tend to think of being like a governor at a school, but actually charities need trustees and we need a really diverse group of trustees with a wide range of skills to be able to run the organization. Um, So that would be a really great one and I know you know, we've recently got a new bunch of trustees who've been an absolute breath of fresh air and are contributing in such different ways. And that is a voluntary role. Yeah. You know, it feels slightly kind of more, um, I don't know, maybe a little bit more intimidating yeah. because it is a trustee, but ultimately, you know, that is a brilliant way to give your skills back to a charity. Yeah. Out of interest, what would be the credentials and responsibilities to be a trustee at Mind, mm. for example? So that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I didn't prepare you for that one. <laughs> Credentials wise, I think really what we looked for when we went out, I think we advertised last year, um, we looked for people who have different life skills. Right. So we have Aisha, and I hope she won't mind me yeah. um, mentioning her, but we have Aisha who works in widening participation at Leeds University. Right. So she's quite young, she's really dynamic, she's got so much energy and enthusiasm, and she works in an area of basically equality and diversity yeah. within the uni. So actually that's amazing. Now she doesn't have like 30 years of work experience. Yeah. But we don't need that. We need energy. We need time. We need skills. We need enthusiasm. Um, and then we have some people who um, who work for other charities in other right. sectors. We have people that work within the health and social care sector in Leeds. We have people that we have a trustee, um, Ed, who works in the tech um, sector. So you don't. It's the diversity is what makes it great. Yeah. Actually, in terms of those skills and those experiences. 
Um, and it's more about in terms of the time it's attending. So every trustee is on a committee. So we right. have, oh, we're getting into the governance here now. <laughs> um, quality, performance, uh, quality and performance, business development, finance and people committees. Right. So those are sort of our committees that then feed into our overall board. Um, so you'd, you'd have to be able to attend the individual one committee meeting mm. and then a board meeting every quarter. Right. And then there might be things like for at the moment for us recruiting our new CEO, there's a little bit more trustee involvement because actually we want them to be responsible for, you know, recruiting and assessing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I think that's a brilliant opportunity for people to give back. Yeah, no. You should do it. Yeah, definitely. You do that, it. That's when you're saying it. You're thinking <laughs> it, it, you, you don't need to have 30 years of experience. I no. Think, maybe I could do it. You definitely year. could. Yeah, definitely. No, no, definitely. Because you think about the commercial skills that people yeah. have. You know, historically, that's what was lacking potentially in yeah. charities because people sort of went into it because they were, you know, less commercial. They didn't want to be commercial. It's like, I'll go and be in a charity. But actually, charities need commercial skills more than anybody because they've got limited money. Yeah. You know, so that's why it really interests me because it's like, how can I make a, a, a difference with actually this very finite amount of resource? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And thank you so much for your insight because it's so good to speak with someone who genuinely, and a company, well, a charity, I should say, <laughs> uh, uh, who, who who really do do care about and doing such great work in, in, in the Leeds area. And it's great to, to kind of help you guys out and work together. And I know, you know, in the future, we've plans for you guys to come and do talks for us and help us back out as well as a company who want to keep improving our mental health outreach as well. So no, thank you for that. Um, thank you for your insight and uh, look forward to helping you guys recruit this new CEO. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for all your help. No problem. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> So, that was my Digital Health Digest with Eloise Bell. I'd like to thank Eloise again for her time and the insights she provided on what it is like working for a mental health charity in a time when it is such a huge problem across the UK. I hope anyone who is interested in any of the points we discussed during the podcast could gain some valuable perspectives from her role and experience in the industry. Check out the rest of the series for plenty more insight from industry leaders in the digital health and mental health sector. Thanks again for listening. I've been your host, James Moore. Bye for now.